Movies are a huge part of American culture. Everyone loves a great movie. Movies are actually made, or assembled, in post-production, in studios with giant computers where all the pieces are put together. The graphics, the video, the animation, the music, and more is done in post-production, before it makes it upon the big screen. Today's guest is Alexei Krasikovsky, a post-production coordinator for Marvel Studios. I'm Trevor Collins. This is Times Like Now. Hello, Alexi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, man? Good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. What is new in post-production world for you? So, yeah, um, I'm a post-production coordinator. <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell, me, tell me exactly what uh, what is a post-production coordinator for those that may be not familiar. So, I mean, okay, what's post-production? And that's the process of taking everything from principal photography or everything that was created in principal photography and putting it, putting up this massive puzzle, putting it together, which ultimately becomes your feature or the series or, or whatever you're working on. And, um, but yeah, so like as a coordinator, it ranges from so many things from maintaining schedules uh, to scheduling ADR with your supervisor or coordinating travel or coordinating theaters and stages. Uh, and just kind of you as a, as a group, meaning you and your supervisor kind of work together to keep everybody on the same path and make sure that everybody has the right tools to do their, to do their, uh, their job to the best of their abilities and meet all these milestones that are coming up. Like, especially when it comes to, you know, that delivery mode, um, you know, there's sound lock. And then like, if a VFX is changing, then they need to match that to sound or, or something like that. Um, so, so are you the editor's job. boss? I mean, can you boss the editors around and tell them to Lord, no. <laughs> no editors are, are Kings and Queens um, in the best way possible. I mean, you know, every editor I've worked with has just been like nothing but great and awesome. Uh, just as people and just they're, they're talented. They're so talented. Um, but it's, it's been fun. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, tell me, tell me about some of the movies that you and, and, and things that you have worked on with Marvel. Cause you work with Marvel as post-production coordinator. What, what's some of the, what was your first project you ever, when you walked into Marvel, how did you walk into Marvel? So in the I, first place? And what did you start working on immediately? So that, so I, uh, I was working in college and I met this guy at a retail shop and we just kind of connected and he actually ended up working for Marvel studios, like the corporate side. And he was able to, so we, we exchanged emails or information and he was able to get me an interview for an internship, which I got. So after I walked in graduation from, school the next monday i came in i did a summer internship and it was awesome like it was it was cool because as an intern they were really like they were aware of what interns were trying to do so they would always take meetings or always give you advice or whatever and ultimately that led into uh me getting a job in the digital operations department at marvel studios which at first I was just a department coordinator, you know, scheduling conference rooms or managing the team and all that. But 
actually remember three months into it because like there's always that that uh that probation period for three months and it was i was right at that mark it was like 89 days and my boss comes into my office like we were all sharing an office in dressing rooms actually but my boss comes in he's like do you have a second i was like uh yeah sure and he leads me to his office but instead just like in his nature he always just opens the door he walks in and then you would go behind him and shut the door but he held the door open and he was like, go ahead. And I was like, I'm screwed. I'm done. <laughs> um, so I'm going to show you the door. Basically that's what it felt like. And I was like, Oh my God, here we go. What did I do? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we sat down and he said, Hey, you know, one of the guys is coming back from production uh, to stay local and I need somebody on the production side of this. So do you want to do it? So I, I said, absolutely, let, let's go. So there was like that transition period and I hopped on super late to uh, Avengers one, like the first one. Uh, and it was basically just, you know, archiving and making sure we had everything backed up so we could wrap out the show. Uh, but then after that, I went on to Captain America Winter Soldier. And that was the first project, my first like full fledged project, meaning that, I was on it from development through release, which was something that I loved about this department because going into this industry, I mean, I was a music major, so I knew nothing about the film industry and they, it gave me the opportunity to work with every aspect of a film, uh, you know, working with producers and directors and seeing how they make up their ideas or how they, you know, and how that all leads into production and, you know, working with the prop department, makeup department, uh, there's VFX and just there's so many, so many things that go on in on stage, you know, and like, you know, there's, there's uh, the sound department, um, which in and of itself has multiple jobs. I had no idea existed. So I did that and then ended up in post-production and immediately felt a connection to it. So we were posting Captain America uh, on the Disney lot. And I found myself going cause I wasn't with the post-production department. I was, when we came back locally, I went back to my area um, with the digital guys, which was cool. But I, I found myself spending more and more time in post-production. So I was like, Oh, this is really cool. You know? So I still didn't know enough. And I was a kid out of college. I needed a job and I loved what I was doing. So they were like, Hey, you know, we want you to, do Ant-Man now. So like, great. So I uh, flew out to Atlanta, did Ant-Man. And that was my first time. It was my second time, like but first time really going on location and living somewhere for months at a time, uh, which was an awesome experience. And Atlanta is a great city. So I did that, came back, posted it and started so what to were get you that. doing on set there. So I wasn't necessarily on set as much as I was like, and just in the digital department to make sure that we were archiving everything as we went. So I would go around to like the props department or the makeup department, make sure we had like all the continuity, all the, like all the concept art or even from props or art department, or if we had any previs, like all of that ultimately would live on the system that we were working with. And kind of me wanting to, you know, it's, it's one of those, you can, you make the best of the position you're in. Sure. So I, I made it a point to just talk to as many people as I could. And 
like I guess my day to day at the time would be, you know, I came in, dailies would come in and I would just back them up. So we had them because that was the stuff that we would send to like the marketing team over at Disney and they would uh, like, they would cut with that until they were ready. And then they would go to editorial editorial would do their thing with it or give them the, the raw files. Um, and then as it came to like post-production, it was the same thing. Like with VFX shots, VFX shots would drop. I'd have to pick them up, put them in and organize them. And it was, it was kind of like a, a digital librarian. Um, but just making sure that everybody also knew how Marvel as a company worked. Sure. What, what's it like walking around the Disney lot? (laughs) That (laughs) it's, it's incredible. I mean, I grew up as like this massive Disney fan. My mom worked uh, for the company for 20 years, just like running one of their stores and, you know, going to Disneyland as a kid, I was just like, this is cool. And of course, you know, you watch all these Disney movies. So walking around the lot, actually, we used to be, we didn't used to be at Disney. We used to be like on the West side somewhere and we moved to Disney. And in my head, I'm like, it's like dream come true. Like, let's do this. Um, I'm going to meet the mouse. <laughs> exactly. And completely oblivious to the fact that I live 60 miles away from the studio. <laughs> so I would have to move. Um, luckily that, that move happened right before I left for Atlanta. So I didn't have to commute, do that commute for too long, which was, you know, nice, but no, but walking around the Disney lot is, you know, it's, it's something, it's surreal. You know, there are definitely times where, like we'll be on the lot at, until like one in the morning, you know, waiting for drops to shot or for shots to drop in. Um, so we can do the final coloring on it. And we're working with like the DI team and DI, what's that? digital intermediate. It's basically okay. the coloring process. Gotcha. Uh, so you have the colorist and every time a new shot comes in, they have to, you know, match it to what, you know, the style of the film is or uh, the color style. So there was one time we were finishing a uh, Spider-Man and we, we had, I think three theaters going just to, uh, so we can kind of review them. And it was one in the morning and it was one of those things where I'm sitting there. There's something different about walking around the lot at night when it's empty and you, you feel like it just, you have it to yourself and you can kind of take it all in and you realize what's happened in these buildings because you know, one of the theaters we were in was in like the old animation theater, which is, or the old animation building. And the theater we were in is right next to Walt's old office. So you're kind of sitting there going, man, this is, this is pretty intense. This is pretty cool. Uh, and then you just like walk over to another theater and you're walking through these stages and like, you can walk by one of the stages and it says like the Mary Poppins stage. And that's where they filmed Mary Poppins. You know, it's, it's pretty yeah, epic. Literally walking in the footprints of, the greats. And, and uh, I can imagine that, like you said, that's surreal um, is the only word. I can yeah. It's I'm, I'm sure. hard to explain. You know, I think one of, one of my favorite, favorite places um, on the lot is actually uh, there's, there's two legends. Plaza is one of my favorites just, and that's where they like, you can become a Disney legend and that's where all the handprints are. Um, but like, because there's so many, like that's, it's kind of like the walk of fame in Hollywood, but like on the Disney lot and you can't help but think like, Oh my God, like this is, this is where you're immortal (laughs) as, 
you know, in this industry type thing, or at least in like Disney's terms. Uh, but the other one is, it's the tunnel. There's, um, so there's a tunnel between the old animation building and the ink and paint building. And when we first moved to the lot, they gave us this tour and it was such a cool thing because they used to, they would paint or they, when they did animation, they would paint on cells and they were glass. Right. So what they would do is that they would just, they would draw it out and then put it over to ink and paint so they can paint it and color it and all that. But if it's raining or it's windy, you, know, you don't want to go out into the weather. So they actually have a tunnel under the ground so you can bypass it. And you're just sitting here thinking so many things like like Sleeping Beauty came through these halls type thing. Now, that's not yeah. part of the tour that you get uh, for your for your uh, tourist coming through Disney. You don't get to see that. That's for for employees only, I suppose. No, you can, no, they'll tell you. They'll show you. Oh, it's a. OK. Yeah, and if you're on, if you're ever on the lot, they um, if you know where it is, you can totally go. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, did, I, I did not know that. So uh, yeah. the the role of post production coordinator, what I guess, what's your favorite part of what you do? Oh man, okay. Day or or you know. Tell me. You know, okay. I'm going to list a few. Um, above all else, it's the people that you're working with. Um, all right, real quick. So it's, it's the people, uh, a payoff day, scoring, and approval. So <clears throat> payoff day, what does that mean? Ooh, yeah. So payoff days are anything where, like, if you have a, a friends and family screening, then, like, as a coordinator, you coordinate making sure you have the theater, you work with the studio to make sure you have the technicians and the projectionist, uh, make sure you have all the contact, the contact information for everybody to make sure that everything goes smoothly. You work with security to make sure that we can have access to the theater beforehand so we can do a technical run through with the editors and see that, see that the film's going to play without any glitches. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts into it and, when it comes to the day of, you uh, you just kind of let it ride, and if it does, if you if it rides out well, it means you did your job well. <laughs> and there's this there's kind of a sense of pride. I'm like, okay, cool. Like another one, another one, a box checked off. Let's move on because there's a whole checklist of things that happen throughout post production. Um, and like ADR is another huge one, and I mentioned I talk about it, and that's that's the process of bringing in talent to either redo a line that might've been muffled by a helicopter coming by or yeah, a car driving. Line. Yeah, exactly. You know, so sometimes they have to lip sync to it. Sometimes it's, you know, they're filling in a gap. Um, and again, there's a lot of moving parts and, you know, months in advance, you would reach out to talent reps and just say, Hey, like, where's, so-and-so going to be in February. Cause that's what we want to do ADR, you know, and if they, they're in LA, great. It's easy. Cause they come in where it's one stage and everyone's in the same place. Uh, but sometimes that's not the case. We have to schedule two stages where talent's in the UK and we have to find a stage out there. So we'll book that stage, book the stage that we're at, be it like if we're at Disney, it's, you know, um, 
it's on that long the lot. And then you would connect the stages to make sure that they have the media in London, we have the media here, and they can kind of play it so it's in sync. And the director and talent can see everything that's happening at the same time. Um, but anyway, so you want to be able to connect everything, find technicians, make sure you have the ADR mixer, the recordist. Uh, how, how is talent getting there? Are they driving themselves? Are they, are you, do you need to book travel for them? And like so many moving parts to it, you get a cue sheets out there. And then finally on the day of, if all goes off without a hitch and you get, you get the recording, you get it back to editorial and everything looks or sounds good. It's another, you know, just like another day that you've, you've done well and you can kind of, you know, check off another box and keep your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always nice. But yeah, it just, you feel good about it. Um, sure. Sure. And I mean, you're, you're uh, juggling a lot of working parts and, and everybody is, you know, uh, loving you as long as the parts are in the air, but man, you drop an egg and uh, now it it all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it all rolls downhill to you, huh? Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. I can you know, imagine you, that's a bit of pressure, but uh, what, but you know, that adds to it though. Cause it like, there's a lot of pressure, but if it all goes off, if it goes well, you're just like, yes, like bring it on. You know, now, it's like you feel invincible for a second. Now, how old, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, and how long have you been doing this job? Uh, I am 33. <laughs> uh, and I, I've been in post-production for December 2018 was my first job as a post coordinator. You know, so kind of like what I was saying earlier, I, um, I was in the digital department and I realized I kind of wanted to make a change. So I actually, I left Marvel for a year and I went over to Netflix, which was fun. It was, it was a learning experience, but as I was there, I was like, oh man, like I want to get back to Marvel. So my contract was up and I was contemplating renewing it. But then I got a phone call from the 3D stereo team. And they're like, hey, we need somebody to help us out. Are you available? And I said, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, and it was different because I came back as a freelancer. I didn't, I used to be on the corporate side at, at Marvel. So this was a, a new realm for me to start navigating and it was a little scary but i learned a lot from it and i learned to you know trust the system and if you do well then you know companies will will generally keep you around so i did 3d stereo uh as a turnover coordinator so any like plates or whatever that came in or vfx shots that were good enough to start converting you know, i would just throw those over to any vendors and then we'd come back and take notes and all that good stuff um, so I did that for about a year and then my mentor that I've always, she was kind of my go-to person for everything I wanted to, if I ever had any questions on how to navigate this industry, she was my first call and she brought me on as a post-production coordinator on Spider-Man far from home and been doing that ever since. <laughs> that is quite a story. Um, what, what comes next for your your uh, career path? Um, I mean, I would, I would love to be a supervisor at some point. I'm working towards it, you know, and I know 
like I know I'm still relatively young in terms of like how long I've been doing this for and I'm learning a lot and I'm still learning, but I mean, I feel like you learn on everything. It doesn't matter. Like you can be doing something like this for years and years and years, but everything's constantly changing. Technology changes. So you have to kind of adjust and be able to turn on a dime to make sure that, you know, everything works the way it should be in the time that we live in. And that can be, uh, uh, obviously right challenging and, and trying. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. What happened during, uh, COVID? I, I mean, I know production has crawled to a stop, but post-production was still cracking. So when that happened, the, the way somebody explained it to me was the window was, op- the window was widening in the terms of production stops, but that means post-production has something to work on. All right, so post-production is working, but until production starts up again, like if we finish, if we finish what we started, and production's not back up, then post-production is going to have the same gap that production had. If that makes any sense, right? In my mind, it does. Um, no, but so we, uh, when COVID hit, we we did the initial two weeks, like, hey, this is going to last two weeks, guys. Don't worry about it. We'll be back at work. And yeah, I ended up staying home. I ended up working from home for a little bit. And then ultimately after, after a minute, they were like, all right, we're going to, we have to furlough you. And I was like, that's fine. Like I totally knew this was happening. And especially with the way the world was going. Um, but in that time, the, the powers that be in technology and executives or whoever it was started asking the questions like, okay, can we get editors to work from home? If we do, how do we do that? Do we get an avid system sent over to them? If we do that, do we need to upgrade internet? Is And I'm sure like a thousand more questions came up, but in the end of the day, they were able to figure it out. And like editors can cut from home now and access files from, you know, basically wherever, which is awesome. You know, and I think, which is, it's incredible. Like working in the, as a post coordinator, I never thought that we could do something like that, but we can, you know, and I think the biggest adjustment, the biggest adjustment for me is to work from home. Cause I love working with people and I love that human interaction. And so many things can happen when like you're walking down the hall and somebody says, Hey, Alexi, can you find this out for me? Yeah, sure. You know, and then you do that. But now it's, you know, we rely so heavily on emails and Slack and zoom calls and phone and texts and, it, it all works. Like it's just, it's interesting how it all changed so quickly. It probably does take a little bit of the, I don't know, the excitement or the, 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 the surrealness out of it when you're working from your bedroom, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it lacks, it lacks some of the mystique of working in those buildings with those people in those places in that history. Right. I mean, the, the, the allure of that is all, you know, now you're sitting in your underwear on your couch, you know, <laughs> drinking a 40 that, I mean, that could be fun, but it lacks uh, some of the yeah, know, I mean, the reason that you got into it. And I can imagine that's a little bit difficult. What, it, you know, without giving any secrets away, what have you been working on? Like, I mean, of course there's another Avengers coming and is there another, another, I don't know, another black Panther or what, what have you been in without giving away any secrets? Of course. 
I can't say much except that I'm working on a, on a, a few shows for Disney Plus uh, oh, okay. on the Marvel side. Marvel shows for Disney Plus, so I can say that much. All that, right, you know, I've, I've got my uh, I've got my Disney Plus uh, subscription. I'll be waiting perfect. for those. Perfect. Um, tell me a little bit about working with. I mean, do you get to? work with some of the prima donna actors do you get to uh see them at their best and their worst and and you know what's 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 we, that like i mean in post production our mo- the most interaction we get is usually around like when we do ADR with them uh and we schedule like whenever we're scheduling them uh sometimes we'll end up working with their assistants directly uh which is great because like they're, it's just a lot of it's a lot of fun doing that, but it's when you actually kind of get them in, and they're like, "Oh, you're the guy that's been talking to so and so." I was like, "Yeah, that's me." Um, I've just been talking to my assistant. Basically, yeah, but it's you know, it's that's when we really get to to interact with them. And then if we do that before additional photography, you know, then sometimes we get to see them on set, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, what's up? How are you?" Like, you know, you get to catch up and stuff. And it's not it's not uncommon that if somebody's in town that you know they just want to pop in and say hi to the director because you work with them for months you know as a director to talent um so they just want to come in and say hi so they'll come into the office and see what's going on and you know you kind of see them then too but you know for the most part not even for the most part always i've never had a bad experience with them they're the people that have been the people that i've seen or worked with have always been very humbling you know, it's probably the best word I can find figured out right now. Now you were telling me earlier, uh, some time ago about, uh, an incident where you were supposed to be looking for a talent or, or somebody uh, at a, at a, <laughs> at a, at a sneak preview or something at a friends and family. What did you do? Having a, a test screening and one, there was like a, a big wig executive, um, slash talent, Things like I'd only I've heard of them maybe once or twice, and then I looked them up online. I was like, oh okay, like, I know who this person is, and they look very different online than they do in person because they they blew right past me, and like I went downstairs, I was literally the only person at the door. Like it's as if they went another way, and I just didn't see them. But or maybe I just looked at my phone and whatever. But I remember texting my boss. I was like, hey man. I haven't seen them come in yet. Are they don't start the screening yet? Um, he's like, dude, they're here. Did do, do you not recognize them? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm have sorry. you uh have you ever, I don't know, done any any let's say missteps there where you uh may have I don't know, Steps. like, like, well, like I said, like, like, uh, you know, drop a water bottle on a control oh, board uh, or something around that equipment and post. I'm terrified of that equipment. <laughs> um, mostly because, I mean, whenever we're in a re- like a color review, you know, the, the colorist has all their settings and I just, and I sit in the back, you know, but I don't. I also, when I'm walking up, I'm just like, I will never have my backpack on my back because I don't want to turn and then hit someone or heaven forbid, hit the system and then ruin things. Or I don't want to, I'm like, 
overly cautious sometimes when I'm when I'm in those predicaments. It's probably better to be overcautious. Thank you so yeah. much for for talking with me, Alexi uh, Krasovsky. It's been great. Post production coordinator for Marvel. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you, man. It's great to talk to you. We'll uh, have to catch up again sometime. Sounds great, man. You take care of yourself, okay? You too. This has been another episode of Times Like Now, which you can find past episodes wherever you get your shows, Times Like Now. Thank you to the letter J, Cody Robertson, for original music. I can be reached at trevor at timeslikenow.com. Tune in next time to Times Like Now. <laughs>